Hey everybody and welcome to the TMG Podcast. I'm TJ Norris with the Mollus Group. Over here we have James Foster. How we doing? And we have our CEO Mitchell Mollus. Hey, how's it going? On today's podcast, guys, we're going to talk about our motivation as young folks, uh, the dedication aspect of, of our lives at an early stage, and really how it, you know, uh, boosted us to where we are today. How, how it kind of molded our mindsets and made us who we are, right? Sure. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're young, you know, that's when everything's instilled in you. That's when things are built from a young age. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think, I think it's good to talk about that. Where habits are made. Yeah, habits are made. So... I was going to start with a COVID joke this morning, but I figured it'd take you guys two weeks to get it. So we'll just jump right into it. Um, so, some, some things that kind of shaped my life growing up, um, you know, was sports. And yeah. I, I want to almost say sports saved my life. I mean, I know that sounds crazy. And, uh, you know, we, we probably want to keep it a little light. But, you know, honestly, man, my dad died at five years old. Mm. When that happened, I went to a hole. Yeah. Like, the guy you met in fifth grade is not the guy I was until fourth grade. Yeah. Like, kindergarten, first grade, second grade. Man, I was, you know, quiet. I was mute. I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't, yeah. I didn't do anything. I was just scared to death of anybody. The only person I would talk in front of was my mom. Yeah. And, you know, whether I knew what was going on or not, I was in a hole, and I yeah. didn't know what to do. Yeah. we moved oh. to a trailer park in Thomasville when I was in fourth grade. Okay. And, man, all these cats did was play sports. Yeah, wow. yeah, and it, that's what we did. Yeah, that's what that's all you do. Yeah, were and you I, there, TJ? Yeah. Oh wow. Like, yeah, he wasn't in the trailer park. No, no. I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, he was at school. Yeah, yeah. Mitch just looked at him like he was crazy. Well, he wasn't in the <laughs> yeah. trailer park. TJ was one of the rich kids at school. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. My dad worked like seventy hours. He a did. Week. He did work to sell off. Yeah. But uh, you know, once I moved there, I started figuring out I was a pretty good athlete, and uh, man, it just went from there. It opened me up. What sport did you play first, Mitch? Like, realistically, you're a big guy. You're an yeah. athletic guy. I mean, you could realistically, obviously, soccer is probably not the sport. basket weaving. <laughs> Horseshoes. <laughs> he was a ringer. I'm a ringer. <laughs> um, no, my first sport, and, you know, I didn't really play organized. We were, we were just playing in the neighborhood. And for lack of a better term, we we throw the football up in the air, and whoever caught it tried to run for a touchdown, and yeah, you get smashed. Yeah, you know? everybody else that didn't catch the ball just ran, ran after him. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I remember that. Game. <laughs> Did you always catch it, Mitch? Were you the tallest kid then too? No, so I was one of the younger kids. Me and Mason Hash. You remember Mason? Hash? Oh yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Me and Mason grew up in this neighborhood, and there were some older kids. And, you know, after about a month of playing, I started taking over as a fourth grader yeah. with sophomores in high school. I was like, hey. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you were gigantic. <laughs> Not then. I mean, I was, you know, I was medium size. You were the probably, size of a sophomore in high school. You were probably grade. my height at that age. Dude, I was your height at like four. <laughs> that kid, Mason, was like, geez, did you see Mitch tackle that man with a beard? <laughs> hey, James, uh, what's something that, you know, that really pushed you at early age? Man, for me, it was we, my parents are all church oriented. So for me, it was really music. Okay. I um, I was playing drums at nine years old and just kind of took it from there. Man, it was that was really a passion I had though. So I was in different kinds of bands, playing um, drums, playing some bass, playing guitar. Yeah, it was funny the, the how I really learned. Man, it was <laughs> I had these VHSs of CMT. And I remember one I had, it was Diamond <laughs> wow. Rio. Diamond Rio is Diamond. great. Dude, it was Diamond Rio. I throw it in Bubba Hyde. Do you know that song? I was in there jamming <laughs> on bass playing Bubba Hyde at like 12. That's great. Like, yeah. I, awesome. I, Diamond Rio. Diamond Rio, man. Dude, let's be honest. Diamond Rio is a legend, okay? Yeah. I mean, Heck yeah. That, that, that just 
Wow. I mean, before DVR, we're just, we're taping CMT. No, off of no, no. He, he bought a VHS. Oh, <laughs> wow. That was illegal. You couldn't record. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. It was purchased, man, for real. So I would go in there and play that. I Don't jamming. sue me. It was purchased, I swear. I was jamming, man. But uh, being in a band's a lot like playing a sport, you know. Shocker yeah. here. I wasn't on, like, teams playing sports <laughs> you like kidding? you guys. I thought uh, you'd be a stud. I, hey, you know. I was we, a little We thought you were the, the soccer the soccer guy, James. We thought, oh, yeah. Nah. You see me running around kicking a ball? Heck no. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will say this. Sports and 90s country music got me through childhood. Yeah. I mean, yeah, man. So, yeah, I could agree with that. That's the yeah. best era in country music. Mitch used to get done with the football practice and get in his car and string, sing Strawberry Wine. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny? Achy, breaky heart. What's funny, guys? That really happened. <laughs> One more quick story. We um, so I played AAU. Only white guy on the team. Okay. Yeah. So um, white chocolate. Yeah. I'm. I'm on, after before <laughs> and after every game. Man, I got George Strait pumping through the headphones. You oh, know? Yeah. Most people's got the hype Eminem. I've got you know a little. I crossed my heart and my headphones. And funny story. Prince Bowden, uh, guy went to Dudley. He we were in the van one day, and uh, he said, "Mitch, what you listen to?" And I told him, I said, George Strait. He said, man, I love George Strait. Let me get that. <laughs> nice. And, uh, I'll never forget it. He, he sang every word to every George Strait song there was. Just surprised me. But, What's your yeah. favorite George Strait song? Mm. The Fireman. Oh, yeah. That was mine and my dad's nice. song before he died. Oh, yeah. you know? mm. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. TJ, let's, uh, let's hear about your sports experiences. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we know once Mitch came, you were, you know, played second fiddle, apparently, second fiddle. according, according Evid- to Mitch. Evidently, yeah. Uh, We'll just let him uh, roll with that. <laughs> no, um, at an early age, so I played soccer at three years old at the YMCA. I figured um, that. Yeah. Well, I, I played up, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I played up with people, you know, three or four years older than I was. Um, and my dad did that because basically he wanted me to, you know, get better. And that's really the, the way you get better. I yeah. mean, you play with folks older than you that are better than you. And, uh, you know, so you strive to be better. So even at three, you know, I already, you know, kind of got that drive from my dad. And um, really, you know, past that, uh, whenever I was able to play football, you know, my dad helped coach. Rodney helped coach. Yeah. And um, there were two teams. So we had the Tigers and the Tiger Cats. Okay. Basically, all the fifth graders were cut. Okay. Every every fifth grader but TJ was cut. Oh, wow. TJ's dad felt so bad that he started a team. Yeah, yeah. So Mitch got cut. I did once again. But twice anyway. I've been cut in my life. Yeah. So, so they cut Mitch, and they, they didn't. How it? is this the first time I'm hearing about this? Well, oh, I, wow. I got to tell you, back in the day, I could fly. <laughs> <laughs> I was quick, son. You know? That was so believable. That's awesome. I mean, I'm I'm thinking about you just taking off, like, son, I can fly. It I was know, the I get, shoes. I get my brand new feelers. He's so and I was unstoppable. Um, <laughs> No, but uh, so <laughs> I missed that feeling. Yeah, That's awesome. so strapping on shoes as a kid and being like, "I'm about to be fast, son." You look fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I felt fast. Uh, getting walked down most of the time, though. But um, no, so we created two teams, and um, we scrimmaged the sixth graders, and gave them every single thing that they wanted, almost to the point where <laughs> they stopped the game because we were playing right there with them, and, yeah. and they were supposed to crush us. They oh were. wow! Yeah, so. That year, we ended up getting our heads kicked in by, like, every team. Mm-hmm. You know, but the next year, we learned from that. We grew from that, and we ended up losing in the county championship 
my fault. Yep. I ducked in 100%. on a sweep. Oh, I ducked in on a sweep. I knew I should have had outside leverage, but I how, did. How many years it's ago was this, TJ? The Rodney. guy busted. The guy busted. Now, this was Denton. He got, he got outrun by Denton. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, but he can fly. <laughs> he can fly. What? <laughs> that's, that's not how that went. No, it is exactly how it went. But um, but anyways, so, you know, that, that right there stuck with me for a long time. Yep. Uh, Mitchell ended up staying there. I went to Brown. I, I played up, uh, sat the bench. Mitchell ended up staying on, on Fairgrove team, winning the county championship. So. Mm. Undefeated, unscored on all year. Like yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah. But I, I think what we're trying to hint at here is, I think for me and TJ, it's sports – and not only sports that really taught us discipline, but I think it's coaching. Um, your dad was a great coach. My godfather yeah. took me under his wing in fifth grade um, and really instilled life lessons in us, not only to be good athletes, good students, but good good men. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think those are the lessons that, that will stick with me forever. And, uh, you know, having that drive to always be the best and – Always compete. I'm not sure if, if kids get that anymore. Yeah. You know, and well, it's uh, about winning. It's, yeah. it's, uh, we, we don't know how to lose anymore and learn. Well, exactly. and the problem is with that is that you don't always win in life. As a matter of fact, you don't win even 50% of the time in life. You take risks. Yeah. Sometimes those don't work out, but yeah, sure. you keep going. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Did you guys have a favorite coach? Somebody that kind of molded you where you grew up? Got two. Oh, Are you oh. kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, we're talking about like like yeah, actual like coaches, that, yeah, like yeah, for oh. real, like somebody that molded you. Hey, man, I want to be bad. like this guy when I grow up. Yeah, uh, my middle school coach had yeah. a big impact yeah. on me. Yeah, my, my my I've got to say this because he ended up you know kind of raising me half my life and helping out with everything I did. Not only that, um, you know, my brothers taught me a lot of a lot about sports and discipline too. Uh, I've got an older brother who's like twelve years older than me. He's a good life coach for me. Uh, Sam and my you know Rodney kind of. Helped raise me, so I've got to say Rodney, and he's still coaching me to this day, you know, and things about being a dad and a husband, stuff like that. Yeah. But sports-wise, man, Doug Reed. Yeah. Yeah. He was good. Matt Ridge for me, I yeah. think. And, and that's a guy I didn't get along with. Yeah. In high school. Yeah. We, we you know, and what I happened? knew. What happened? What, Why didn't you get along? No, no, no. I think we, we were all so competitive, and he was trying to teach me the right way to do things. And, you know, you're young, you think you know everything, so you, there's a little pushback. Oh, yeah. And then once I was able to be coached, it mm-hmm. was like that. It it really uh, – I hit that switch, and, yeah. and I got a lot better once I was able to be coached. What about you on, on that same front, James? Uh, I mean, I, you know, you said you didn't play sports, but yeah. was there someone that – in your musical adventures? I would say my uncle and my dad both. They were both musicians. They both had – man, they were both good guitarists. I'm not a great guitarist, but I was a great drummer. I was a great piano player, great bass player. Piano? Yeah, man. That's impressive. That's kind of surprising because normally if you're pretty good at the piano, that translates pretty well into the guitar. Yeah. Well, you know, I I think it's what you put your time in. I used to come home uh, from school instead of going to, you know, coaching practice and all that, I'd come home and play for two or three hours. Coaching practice? Yeah, well, you know, whatever (laughs) y'all had going on. Well, it's a discipline, right? You got to be disciplined. Just like, you you know, talking about relating it to our lives, we're always got to be disciplined. Yeah, you definitely get out of what you put in it. I come home for two or three hours and just hammer it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't read music, so it wasn't like come home and read sheet music. I'd come home and listen to something, figure it out on my own, and then go for it. Yeah. So, quick story about Coach Reed, what really changed changed a lot of my, you know, outlook on life. Coming into seventh grade, I was starting as a seventh grader. 
And I hated school. I hated practice. I hated doing anything. You know, I was lazy. <laughs> so after every game, we would have – if you didn't show up the practice before the game, you couldn't play. But if we had a two-day span there every week, I was out. You know what I'm oh, saying? My boy. ear hurt or something. So he sat me down. He said, look, you got all the talent in the world. You got to learn how to work. You got to be at practice. Totally changed everything for me. Mm -hmm. I learned how to work, got better, better, and I didn't miss practice anymore. And he really taught me how to be competitive. And, you know, he got me. Yeah. You know, I, I always wanted him to be my coach in high school and almost was, but he got me and understood me and stuck with that stuck with me my whole life. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think that's a valuable lesson that, you know, young folks need to, need to pay attention to. I mean, yep. as a coach, whenever I was, you know, doing varsity stuff, we had a, a Christmas tournament. Now, I know it's Christmas time. I got it. But if I had kids showing up for practice during that span, they're playing. Yeah. You know, if you miss a, a couple of days, and, I again, I get it, family mm -hmm. first. Oh, yeah. But we have to reward those that were there. Put the effort in, yeah. But do we really get it family yeah. first? I mean, you've made a commitment to this team. I get if you go out of town, you miss one practice, but yeah. if you're missing four or five practices. Right. If you go on a ski trip. I got a question. <laughs> <laughs> you should Coach, play. I'll be back. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go hit the slits, hit the slopes for a little bit. Yeah. Maybe some tubes. tubes. But, but it happens. You know, and families, you know, they, they schedule vacations, stuff like that during, during season. I never did. I mean, we went to the beach one week, and that was the week before football practice started. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't miss. TJ, I got, a, I got a question. I guess for you too, Mitch, because I, I know you do coaching as well. Do you guys uh, – is there something that you guys dealt with as players when you were younger that coaches did that you just hated, didn't like, mm. and then you were coaches and you realized this is why he does it? Yeah, so whenever I was going back to to Coach Ridge and what he, he would just lay into me, you know, and I thought I was playing good defense. Evidently I wasn't. You know, Word. So, <laughs> I was there. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, come on! I had to guard. I had to guard every team's best player. Now they light me up. Okay, that says a lot. But I had to. They they put me on them. You TJ know, TJ was flying around the field. I T was flying. Yeah, TJ was, was flying. flying. TJ had a lot of heart, determination. Well, I had to if I wanted to play on that yeah. team. I mean, I, I really did. You know, I was probably a sixth, seventh man, but I started about every game from sophomore up. You know. On varsity, so nice. and it was it was hard work and determination. Then, whenever I started coaching, I realized, man, I I coach a lot like him, you know. So all that time I was battling back and forth with him, I, it, it kind of stuck with me. Did yes. you guys coach more than one sport? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've coached basketball, coach uh, football with my godfather still uh, at High Point Christian, mm -hmm. and uh, my biggest thing in life and football being around Rodney so much and learning all the lessons I have from him. You know, in, in my book, he's one of the greatest men to ever wear shoe, shoe leather. But I find myself sounding just like him. And I'm like, that shake SMH emoji, I'm like, oh, my, <laughs> oh my gosh. You know? And but, I try not to, but, man, it's just instilled in me from a young age. Right. So I'm like, bless God, get yourself together. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, bow your backs. <laughs> bow your backs. <laughs> so, uh yeah. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? No, we don't know. Okay. We just heard it. <laughs> Nobody today. knows what it means. It just means, sounds provocative. Like, do this and get Be ready. strong. Get ready. <laughs> Bow your backs. Bow your backs. That's hilarious. Um, that's my takeaway. Yeah, I, I coached football. I did DBs. And uh, I coached uh, tennis for seven years. Tennis? Tennis. It's wow. actually a delightful sport. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, TJ is full of surprises. <laughs> Were you flying you around never the court there? Know. I, I got to know, like, who come to you and said, hey, man, I think you're going to be great at this tennis coach position. Our, our AD. Now, look, I had to – basically, whenever I came in, uh, I had to coach three sports. Three. Okay, so I was year-round. Like well, that was a deal? Yeah. That's a requirement. That requirement was, for the job? That was or? a requirement for that particular wow. job. Wow. wow. And I was young and willing to. You know, now once I got into like my fifth, sixth year, I'm trying to cut one of them. You know, I want to help out as much as I can, but my goodness, that's a lot of time. That's time. Well, yeah. For sure. So, all right, javelin throw's got to go. I don't have time to coach that anymore. <laughs> no, quick story. So, I broke my ankle in high school. Okay, football game down at Salisbury. Did I was going to guess tennis. That? As, as, a sophomore, <laughs> as a sophomore running back on varsity, Mitch. Okay. By the way, I wasn't there. I got I, I transferred to another school. Bro. That is true. Yeah. I had left. to come back. He left us. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I got rolled up on, so one break in my life. Okay, knock on wood. That's Tennis awesome. practice. I'm moving around a crate. And, dude, I guess all the power <laughs> in these legs just snapped my foot right here. <laughs> Oh my I broke God. my foot at tennis practice. Moving a crate. <laughs> no, moving around a crate. I was hitting balls back and forth with the guys. And he I was had flying around like the court, a crate, <laughs> Like a crate of balls. <laughs> I'm telling you. Carried away. It's all the strength whenever I turned and hit that ball. And you, let, you let out the Serena foot. Williams. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> who, who, and then, dri- who drives the bus back at that point? Uh, <laughs> we were at practice. We were at practice. Uh, one wow. of my players said, Hey, that's what happens when you get old. So what do I do? I sling my racket and start yelling. I'm in so much pain. Like I, I, I think I saw red. I was oh, so wow. mad. Tennis. That's awesome. Tennis. Oh, that's the best story I've heard Tennis. from TJ in at least a week. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. Um, James, just um, I, I always take uh, examples in life and you know use them as fail forwards. And I, I've told you my story last episode about I fell forward because you know I got cut unjustly. By the way, dominated those cats. And I use that for fuel. Was there anything that's happened in you in your music career where you fell forward and you learned something from it and you grew as a person? Oh, for sure. I played in the. Well, I played with a bunch of different people. I've had people offer me to come to Nashville play piano. I just my heart wasn't really that wow. far into it. Um, now hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to interject. Yeah. What do you yeah. now? When you say they've invited me to play in Nashville, does that mean at a local bar? Does that mean no, at a studio? What downtown that? Tootsie's. Diamond yeah. Rio called. Oh, it wasn't Diamond Rio. <laughs> they wanted you to be on their CMT. We tape. heard you had a VHS of us. <laughs> we heard you had our VHS, and we were just wondering if you could come out. We love the dedication. Hey, it wasn't Diamond Rio. It, it was some guys, man. I I saw these kids. What was cool for me, kind of when I worked in that music store. I could play, and I'd see kids come in and try to start. And then you'd, I would deal with them for years, and they'd keep coming back, keep coming back. This one guy was left-handed guitar player. You don't see very many left-handed guitar players. Guy was phenomenal. He started a band. They moved out to Nashville, him and two guys that were uh, part of his little group. And they said, man, come out here. I'll pay you 60 a year. We're making killer money. We're playing like five nights a week on Broadway. 60000 60000 a year to go to play To go some play PM. in Nashville. Yeah, th- like five nights a week. Two Why hours Why do we night. know you, James? Why know. do we I, know you? My heart you? wasn't in it, man. Why are you on this podcast He right met now? Mitch Mullis. <laughs> <laughs> you should be traveling the country. I'm well, now wondering what kind of voodoo spell Mitch put on you to convince <laughs> you to not go to Nashville and play music. Well, that was, this was before Mitch. I just, man, I don't know. I, my heart wasn't really in it. I, um, I could do it. I probably could call him up now and go do it. I just, I don't know. I just didn't have it in me to do that. I don't know. I was, I guess, a homebody. Yeah, you know? I, I know the real answer to that. James loves his family more than anything. He would never put his 
family at risk or or even put them in a, a way that might harm them or didn't think that that was the best route for them. Yeah. I mean, I love my family, but it is Nashville. Nashville's a pretty cool I don't city. Know. Well, I mean, That's I think awesome. James, James loves the Lord, too. He does. So, yeah. You know, playing out at bars. You know, That's not really my scene. Yeah. That's true, too. James, yeah. we're, we're happy to have you. We're just, yeah. you know, hey. just it's shocking to hear things like yeah. that. You know, like TJ plays tennis and coach tennis. And hey. then, you know. Yeah. I'll invite you ever one day. We'll play some Journey on Piano or something. Maybe. Oh, my yeah. God. You Journey just made on my piano? dreams come yeah. true. Don't right. stop believing. That's what I'm talking about. That's what's up. I, I, I don't know that stuff. You don't know Don't Stop Believing? You no, I know. Uh, faithfully? No, nah, I'm like a Shenandoah kind of guy. Faithfully. <laughs> oh. hey, all right, we'll bring the guitar and play some uh, Shenandoah. There you go. What's your favorite Shenandoah tune? Oh, you know what it is. What's the name of it? Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her <laughs> tight, gonna grab some <laughs> afternoon delight. Is that Shenandoah? No, that's not no. Oh, I, I know, Mitch. Two dozen roses. <laughs> two dozen roses. <laughs> I mean, you talk about just a summer jam. That is a good jam. That's a good jam. I'll bring the guitar one week and let you sing it. But back to back to the topic. I mean, just in life, sports helped me, and I think more than sports, it was mentors and coaches. And I look how God put these people in my life and how it grew. And man, I'm telling you, a lot of people don't believe me. My mom took me. I talked to every guidance counselor. Every therapist in town, I would not talk until I That's started hard playing to sports. I was, you didn't talk. Yeah, I did. Now, <laughs> hey, I'm a butterfly now. <laughs> <laughs> He's a peacock. Let yeah, him fly. Let him fly. <laughs> but really, I mean, it's me, it, it gave me confidence, uh, gave me something, you know, to believe in. Is that a song? It's yeah. kind of sounding like one. Yeah, yeah. So it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. So, I I'm mean, pretty it's, sure it's a journey song. I was, I, I was able to be a part of something. <laughs> So, yeah, and uh, going back to that confidence thing, and, and James, whenever you practice more, mm-hmm. you got more confident, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, I think today, more than any, you know, folks have to young, – young kids, I mean, they're on tablets more than, than yeah. we ever were. You know what I'm saying? There so, weren't tablets when we were growing up. What no. you, well, I mean, well, I didn't, wanna, they I didn't like want to tell our vitamins. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was – I could have been on AIM all day, you know. Mad skills. Mad That's skills in that so far. <laughs> you know? Don't tell them what my name was. Uh, Lurch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, why are you kidding me? I was, I was the great one. You were. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. were. Um, but going back to it, man, you know, and I'll, I'll quit harping on this, but thank God that uh, God put godly men in my life, like, yeah. you know, Coach Skipper. Um, your dad, who yeah. had a heart for kids, and Coach mm-hmm. Reed, because all these guys, I've seen God in all of them. And, you know, Coach Reed's a, a tremendous singer, by the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, had a Christian. Del Reno. Del Reno had a great country band. He's got a great Christian I'll band. I'll get you the CMT tape. I Heck s- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, by the way, my daughters uh, were trying to learn. Here's the cool thing. This is how smart James is. Um, I was trying to – they want to learn piano, guitar. So I come to James and say, hey, man, can you give my kids music lessons? Nope. Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Not because he's, you know, he's an aggravating, you know, guy, but uh, because he plays by ear. Yeah. I listen to it, man. You got to listen to it, figure it out. It's not that hard. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, going back to the confidence thing, James, um, you know, I, I guess kind of kind of expand on that a little bit. You know, we got the dedication part. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a very confident individual, you know, on the phone. Sometimes. 
Okay. Well, I put on a good front like that sometimes. I'm not really that arrogant or anything. I, I think, <laughs> but realistically, is that not what confidence is? Is when you're nervous, just saying, you know what, I'm going to go through, I'm going to buck yeah. up, I'm going to do what I need to do. And that, yeah. I believe, is what, you know, sports or music or something that anything requires that dedication. At. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because any time you're good at something, you've messed up so many times that yeah. you've figured no, out funny. how not to mess up is basically what you've done. Oh, right. man, I used to be scared. Like, I would cry. They'd say, hey, come up here and do this. And I'd be like, I was a kid. I was nine. I would cry when they asked me to come play drums. It was weird. I have no idea why. <laughs> would like, you no. still pray? Play? Yeah, well, I mean, eventually. But once I mastered it, I was like, yeah, I'd yeah. love to do that. Then you yeah. start getting attention. So I don't know if, it, if, like, you guys, we'd go to a church and play. I'd play drums or guitar or bass and then hey the cute girls come up to talk to the guys that were playing music you know uh-uh. the congregation's waiting exactly. on james he's having his, his little cry he'll be out in about three minutes we'll start the worship <laughs> this is no joke i met my wife because i was playing drums with her uncle's band really wow that's exactly that's cool. it. it's right around full circle so the cute girl came up and i'm like hey what's up, girl? you what's cease up? to amaze me. you want to go to I mean, laha <laughs> <laughs> hey, i didn't know about laha then but uh, that's how we met. So it's like it was full circle, you know. Um, it teaches you a lot of discipline, though. Once you get confident, then then you want to show off. Yeah. And then if you're in a band, you can't be the guy that shows off all the time. You have to know <laughs> when to go and then like when to when to just chill. You know, you can't be yeah. up there showboating all the time and being like Jack Black in School of Rock, laying out doing James guitar at, solos. You know, <laughs> James is at church and he's sitting there spinning uh, drumsticks, drumsticks in the I air. Used to do that. <laughs> Just to piggyback off off what he's saying, you know, I think everybody has anxiety, stage fright, uh, calling people on the phone in our career, Mm -hmm. uh, meeting new people. I think everybody has that. But, you know, like I tell my guys, you got to figure out who you want to be and then have the confidence to be that person. Because if you just stand still and you're scared to do everything, you're not going to get to that next level. But when you get there and you want to be that next person, you want to become the person well, you got to build a plan to get there. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's sorry to interrupt. I think good. it kind of relates. I mean, you guys always strive to be better. I always strive to be better. Yeah. yeah. You hear somebody that's always better than you, and you're like, man, I want to do that. And yeah. you guys play off each other. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. I mean, that's the biggest thing is getting better. And once again, you know, going back to our fifth grade year, getting our heads beat in, we didn't want that to happen in sixth grade. We yeah. went all the way. We beat the wheels off everybody. We had to do something about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So great, great story, bro. Yeah. It was good stuff. <laughs> good yeah. stuff, guys. I think the takeaway from today is that uh, stop giving out kids trophies for not winning. Make them work hard for, for sure. stuff for so sure. that it translates mm-hmm. into them being successful, contributing adults to their society. Right. Yes, and right. learning learning how to lose the right way. Okay. And, and being okay with it. You're not going to win well, everything. You don't want to be okay with it, I but would, you need yeah. to take it and learn from right, it. Right, right. Exactly. Instead no. of harking on wins and losses, you really at an early age need to learn uh, how to win with grace, how to lose. How to lose, yeah. And, uh, and and have sportsmanship, and then learn about what you did wrong yeah. in that game and build on it. I, I mean, just, it's like that. I'm just different. I've never been okay with losing. So no. I, 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 Rodney told me a long time, he said, you know, we lost that county championship. Yeah. All right. He said, remember how this feels. Mm-hmm. Now don't ever let it happen again. And even in life, man, I, when I lose, I try not to ever let that happen again. I don't like that. Hey, Mitch. I just want to remind you guys, we are at 2nd and Main here in beautiful downtown Lexington. I just want to say thank you to Mandy. Uh, This is a beautiful spot. Perfect. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to stop by, guys, please do. Um, They would love your business. If you need need the hat dress, it's 2nd and Main. Boom. Come see the cool spiral staircase out front. 
Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's get back into this, James. So you mentioned how you met your wife. Yep. And we've been talking about dedication, motivation today. And I think behind us all, you know, our, our wives and our kids are really our motivation. For sure. For sure. And they're really the reason why we uh, stay so dedicated. 100%. How did you meet your wife? Yeah. So um, I met my wife at, at school. Wow. Whenever I was teaching, yeah. she was th- yeah. three three doors down. What's up? And um, so, quick story. I'll, I'll keep it short. It's pretty funny though. Um, so she, you know, kind of caught my, eye, you know, and um, she, hey, pretty lady, yeah. So uh, I went and asked her out, and so we went to a place in High Point, uh, a very quaint place called Austin's. Mm. Very quaint. It was like 4.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. Okay, so I was immediately in friend zone, I think. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but we got there, and and my wife was just kind of sitting. She wouldn't really talk, and I think I'm hilarious. Okay? <laughs> That's I'm your cracking, first problem. I'm cracking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm cracking jokes, and she's just looking at me. The bad dad jokes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Probably so. But, um, yeah, so... We, you know, kind of trailed off a little bit. Mm. Did, we didn't really hit it off, and um, we kind of went our separate ways. I, I basically said I wasn't interested at the time. Wow. I don't you know. didn't oh, laugh wow. at me, lady. I yeah. want nothing to do with you. <laughs> you don't think I'm funny? Forget it. Yeah, I'm so, out of here. <laughs> so then, then um, about two years later, okay, I got her to do a, a – uh, dodgeball game. It was basically faculty versus students. Mm, that okay? sounds fun. And I told her that there were a lot of other female teachers doing it. Liar. Not true. Okay. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> just kind of messing slash flirting with her. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She just came out of a relationship. And um, But anyways, uh, so I was pulling out of East Davidson after the dodgeball tournament, which we won, by the way. Just throwing that out there. So you lied to her. No, well, it's funny. It was, it, it was a little, <laughs> There'll be lots of girls white, there. It was a little white lie. Nobody yeah. cares about a little white lie. Nah. But, um, but anyway, so um, I was leaving East. She was pulling back in. I got a text, and she said, hey, you want to try this again? Mm. The rest is history. There wow. it is. That's yeah, awesome. here, here we are today. And um, our, first, uh, our, our second first date was fantastic. Did you skip over something? Like, did you hit her real hard with the dodgeball? Like, how, what, what happened to where a dodgeball game happened? And then she was like, God, I really well, like this guy. I, I know how this went. She well, went and seen his flying skills around. See, what he did, he dominated <laughs> all the she, kids. Yeah, she saw how competitive I was. I wasn't afraid to hit a freshman with a dodgeball. You got to be honest. You went and beat up dominated, all the kids, didn't you? Seven kids left there with bloody noses. <laughs> no, the but, wrath of TJ. Yeah, yeah, but... um. That's that's how we uh, that's how we met. We met at school and we we talked together, which was fantastic. Until we both parted ways at that school, and I got into real estate. She went to a new school, and um, yeah, and and she's really my drive, and my my little daughter's my drive too. Um, Mitchell does some practices with me sometimes about you know if I'm a little a little tight at work, he he sits down and asks me questions about my daughter, mm-hmm. and he's like, that's how you need to talk. You know, because then I'm loose and I'm happy and I'm smiling, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Body language. Yeah. Body language. It's it, That's what helps you in sales. Yeah. For sure. I don't have a cool wife story like you guys. I just seen her one day and thought she was smoking hot. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I was whoa. I called her Daisy because her legs went for days. Oh, my God. Uh, Mitch ran out of a store. He was shopping. He ran out. <laughs> she seen her walk by. He said, hey, Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. She was young. And so she worked at a restaurant and um, – Man, I, I, we went to that restaurant. You went there every, every day, didn't you? Day. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Mitchell hates Italian now. 
Well, it was barbecue, but I had <laughs> um, But, man, no, I mean, I just – she hated my guts. She'll tell you this day. She said, I thought he was too cocky, but, hey – I wear on you, you know. <laughs> so, he wouldn't go away. He came back every yeah. day. What was and it you said uh, in, in another one, Mitch? It, it was personality. Personality. Were you leaving love notes on your tips? Like your oh, receipts? no. I was like, hey, girl, you don't come over for Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> this is before Netflix and, and chill. And I never, oh, yeah. and I never ever had a Taco Tuesday. I just, you know. <laughs> so, but no, long story short, man, uh, once again, uh, she's the perfect girl for me. God put her in my life and drives me to this day. And like I said before, I want to lay the world at her at her footsteps, and uh, she mm. makes me want to be a better man. Here's yeah. a question. I know we're only a few episodes into this now, but obviously your wives have, have, have seen it. What, what are their reactions to seeing you on, on a podcast? Do they, do they enjoy it? Do they make fun of you about it? What, what are their reactions? No, uh, my wife, uh, she said I literally laughed out loud three times. Three times, I'll yeah. take it. So, that's good. That's like a week's worth for Mitch. Yeah. 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 And, you know, <laughs> I don't like listening to myself, so I haven't actually listened to a full podcast. Yeah. Um, just because I hate the sound of my voice. Um, but, you know. Yeah, well, I listen to it. Uh, well, you ways. love your voice. No. <laughs> yeah. My gosh. I'm trying to make this successful. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's all. Hey, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, just show up, speak, and we'll, we'll talk to you that's next it. week. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Bring a nice COVID joke in. What about what about you, James? Uh, I think I, well, I got good feedback from everybody. She thought it was good. Family thought it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always interesting when you start new endeavors. Who uh, who's on board and who tends to give you flack? I always they may think it's a little silly. I haven't got you know, any flack except for uh, 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 my god sister's boyfriend. But that was before he he heard it. He just said I like to hear myself talk. <laughs> That's why I started the podcast. Oh, so I he said, just knows you. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, Listen, bro. Okay, I don't like to hear myself talk, and I didn't start a podcast. TJ and James started a podcast. I just come on it. Yeah, hey, I had yeah. feedback from people that I didn't even think would watch it, like yeah. the guy from the racetrack oh, done yeah, our sign sure. work. He's like, man, this was great. I loved it. He's how, listening to it on the way to work, 530 in the morning. Yeah, how did we get to this point? How do we get this idea? Just, you know, trying to get better. Trying, you know, yeah. By listening to all these podcasts and yeah. building ourselves and self-improvement, man, we just thought, why not try to help other people in a, in a, in a fun way? They yeah. threw it out to Johnson one day. Hey, Johnson, can, can you shoot a podcast? Absolutely. I said, literally, Johnson, we're shooting a podcast. Get ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah that's kind of how it went. So yeah. I just ordered a bunch of gear. And I got to be honest, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. So when I was teaching, our lunches were probably the funniest things I've ever been a part of in my life. Oh, I'm sure. Teachers because, sitting there talking about their students? No, yeah. no, no. It was <laughs> hardly ever about students because we're trying to step away for about 25 minutes, which, by the way, is a ridiculous amount of time to try to eat lunch. And anyways, um, I digress. But we sat there, and I had this idea one day, I'm going to get a tape recorder, and I'm just going to set it up in here, and I'm going to make you blackmail all the other people that no, say something bad? No, we'll I mean, all we, the we, teachers hated TJ. We would bleep everything. <laughs> You know, no names would be mentioned, mm. but my vision was we record it, we put it on YouTube, and we use puppets that look like us. Mm. And uh, it's we should a do that lunch talk or something like that. And uh, thank God, well, <laughs> we got such great teachers. What was that? Uh, focused like, on our youth. <laughs> what was that show on Comedy Central <laughs> where they anchors. did? Yes, cranky anchors. Yeah, That's so what it was. Kind of along those lines, but uh, don't be banging on me, man. <laughs> I mean, puppets, TJ? I yeah. thought I thought it'd be fun. Never in my life have I ever had the ideas, man, I'd like to do a puppet show. <laughs> <laughs> That's, maybe I'm wired different. I don't know. Oh, maybe me too. Would, would the puppets be anatomically correct? Like, would Mitch's be twice the size as the rest of us? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I wouldn't do it. To that. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't do it now, but 
I thought that that was a pretty funny idea. <laughs> Fun, funny to laugh at. <laughs> anyway, who's your target won't. audience? I don't know that. if this. I don't know who yeah. wants to watch. Top five worst <laughs> idea I've ever heard. <laughs> Top All right, three well, me. with that being said, um, guys, we appreciate your time. Thank you for stopping in. Thank you again to Johnson Co. and Johnson Co. Productions yep. and Photography. And thank you, Mandy and Second and Main. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Yep, see you here. Same thank time. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Jim. See you guys next week. If I had to.